This seems really loud to me. Is it loud to everybody else? Can we turn it down just a bit, maybe? Thank you, sound folks. All right, well, before we kind of move into this to uh, message, we've got a couple of other things to do. So we may get to it, we may not, we'll just have to see. Uh, but we're going to be flexible and we sort of do what the Spirit tells us to do. So the first thing that I want to uh, kind of emphasize and talk about is the fact that when you join this church, you are joining a family, all right? And families take care of one another, don't they? Right? When a family member is not doing well, then uh, that's the opportunity for the rest of the family to um, step up. Well, we have a family member that's not doing so well. I know, I think most of you may know Maggie Ricotta. Um, if you don't or have not had the pleasure, Maggie has been a member of this church for a very long time. In fact, the valances that you see on the windows, Maggie made. Uh, as well as the curtain that we had back here when we originally started, we've replaced it since with the, uh, um, the boards. But uh, she made this huge, we still have it, huge curtain that went across the whole backdrop of the stage. And so, very talented lady, very creative. And, oh right, some of the paintings are hers as well. So, um, anyway, Maggie needs some help. And one of the things that we've determined that would really be of benefit to her is um, a recliner, but one of those recliners that will actually lift her up so she can, can get up, uh, because that's something that she's struggling with. But she also needs to be able to uh, elevate her feet. And so other than being in bed, there really is no place, and so she's kind of confined in that sense. And so what I want to do today is we're going to take up a special offering. And if you, we, we have purchased the, uh, the chair. It is to be delivered on Friday. It's going to be about $400. Um, if you would like to contribute to that, you can write a check. You can put cash in an envelope. Uh, but just put the name Maggie on either your check or if you're giving cash on the envelope for Maggie, something like that. And that way when Donna does the offering, she can separate those so we kind of know what we have. Um, for those of us who have neither cash nor check, can we do on the app a special? I believe you can. I think you can designate or just add a note to it uh, what you want to have, where you would like to have that go, and we'll take care of it from there. And if there's any money left over, we're just going to give it to the Ricottas to bless them. Um, and I'm hoping there's a lot of money left over. Um, but just wanted to, uh, Maggie has asked for prayer, and she has uh, given us a, um, oh, one other thing too. Lindsay has agreed to set up a sort of a meal schedule. So if you would like to help um, provide meals for the ricottas, how are we going to do that? Are you going to send something out, or are you going to use a site that we can tell people to go to? I'll probably use information that Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, yeah, so be looking for an email that'll contain that information and on how to sign up. <clears throat> it's really nice. It has a calendar, and you can pick what day, and so that we aren't, you know, they aren't getting five meals on one night. But here is, here is uh, Maggie's specific 
uh, prayer request. <clears throat> Please pray for my liver function to be restored to normal and to get better immediately so that I can continue the regimen of medicine, which can be very good for the battle that I am battling now. Pray for me to get stronger every day and feel better and keep good faith. Thank you for all the prayers that have gone up for me so far, and we know that God is the healer, and if he could speak the universe into existence and more, he can certainly speak the bad cells in, the bo in my body out of my body. I miss you all, but stay away due to making sure I can stay healthy while my immune system is down. Thank you for everything. So in other words, she's not been coming because her immune system is weakened at this point, and so she's trying to avoid being around lots of people that carry various stuff. Uh, otherwise, I know she would be here. So, um, thank you. So if you would like to contribute to that, what, what I'm just going to ask you to do is just, it, there's boxes in the back. We're not going to pass around the uh, baskets again, but there's a box on either side of the sound booth. You can just drop it in there. Okay, or if you want to give online, uh, you can give through our website you know, or through the app itself. <clears throat> and then just try to, there's usually a place to put a note. So just put the note Maggie on there and we'll know, um, we'll know to get it to uh, her and Michael. So there is that. Uh, any questions? Oh, I did too. Um, this was sort of interesting. I had... Um, my reading this morning, we were, Sally and I were talking about this this morning, and I'm, I get a, um, my readings come from the Moravian Church, and using the same readings actually that Dietrich Bonhoeffer used, he was a Moravian, and so these were coming to him. Uh, they, they produce books, but now in this wonderful technological age, you can actually get emails every morning. And two of the scriptures I thought spoke exactly to this. One was from Psalm uh, 112, verse 9, and it said, this is talking about the righteous. Okay, so the whole psalm is about the righteous. And it says, They, the righteous, shall freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. And then, as if that wasn't enough, there were two verses from Hebrews. At the very end of uh, chapter 13, Paul, or whoever wrote Hebrews, we're not sure, said this, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. So, God was speaking in a variety of ways today. So anyway, take your time, you just fill those out, but like I said, put them in the boxes in back and then we will put all of that towards the purchase of this, uh, this chair, which as I said, has been ordered and hopefully will be delivered Friday. So that's kind of where we are with that. Now, I had planned, and I may still talk about prophecy and protocol today, but we'll see. Um, because the first thing I want to do is, um, is, if you were here last week, you uh, were more than likely aware that we had a very powerful move of God that occurred in this place last week. Um, and I felt like God wanted me to have anybody who would like to share, to, to share kind of what happened. We're just going to deal specifically with kind of what you felt like God was doing, what, the, what it felt like. Because as we've said on many occasions, testimonies actually build faith, right? 
And as we hear what God is doing with others, it gives us faith to expect the same thing. And as well, I actually um, ran a... Oops, what happened to my... Where'd that go? Can I have the Prezi back? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I had actually planned for this. Um, there was a, a, a verse that I ran across that I thought spoke directly to this. Oops, I should probably turn this on, shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah there we go. So the verse is from 2 Timothy 1.6, and it says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. All right, so this is Paul reminding Timothy that at some point in their past, he had laid hands on him. God had done something, had given him a gift. And what Paul is now telling him is that you need to do things to make, to increase what has been deposited in you. Right? I think in some cases that's actually using the gift that God gave you. But I think also a part of that is talking about it. Right? That's that fanning into flame. That's providing, um, well, I won't say hot air, but, <laughs> but it's providing something that actually turns that small fire into a much bigger fire. Right? And that's what we want to have here. We want to have a big fire. Yes. Yeah? So, um, with that said, I, like I said, I do think that, you know, testimony of what God has done is one of those ways that we fan into flame the gift. Now, I will say this. Some of you may not even really know what happened. That's okay, right? I believe God will reveal that to you. But I still think it may be, it's important to at least acknowledge that something happened. And I'm still trying to figure out what that something was. That's okay. That's legitimate. So, with that said, who would like to be the first to come and share what God did last week? Oh, now don't make me choose. All right. I've got a microphone here. Well, we have folks that, that tune in on Facebook and, and listen to it, so we need to make sure that it's amplified. So just hold it up there and... <laughs> so I'm one of those who... Uh, Closer. <laughs> ...would say, I'm, I'm not 100% sure what happened. Um, Donna was praying for me, and on the words that she was saying were really all about increasing my faith, um, the power of my faith. Um, and I was just teary-eyed like crazy, um, but not sad. It was like gratitude tears. Um, and I could just feel warmth and presence and just, I don't know, like a giant hug. It felt really good. Um, but what, what Jeff said a minute ago about what's, what comes next is what I wanted to share um, as much as anything. Um, some of you guys, especially those in my life group, know that I've got some unhappiness in my work situation and I had a really incredibly bad day that Wednesday our life group um, and you know we always pray to God I'm just giving it to you you know but do we really believe that he's going to take it away 
um, going to work on Thursday morning. That was my prayer in my car on the way. And on Thursday, the entire day, I had this abundant feeling of joy like nothing I have ever felt in my entire life. We laughed and joked and had fun. I mean, it was just amazing. It was such an amazing feeling. And I, I, um, my husband, you probably noticed, doesn't come with me. And so I try to share with him. And I was able to go home and say to him, you know how upset I was. Well, listen to what my day was like today. It was just amazing. And he just kept saying, cool, cool. <laughs> so, I mean, God just, he gave me that, that extra faith and the love that he gave me on Sunday. And then he helped me carry it through and really took away the pain of the stinky job situation. And not just took it away, but replaced it with one of the best days I've had in a really long time. He's so good. <laughs> He's so good. Yay, God. Amen. All right. Who would like to go next? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so you all haven't seen my family in a long time. It's been a really rough year. Lots have gone on. My dad passed in January, and mom's had health issues and just not a good year. And I've really struggled with, Lord, are you still with me? So some things happened a couple weeks ago, and the Lord put it on both my mom's heart and my heart to come back to church. We've got to get back to church. And so, of course, we picked an amazing Sunday to come back. <laughs> and you probably saw my whole family crying like crazy people last weekend. Um, but here's the thing that happened after. I was off work on Tuesday, school starting got to go pay fees, all of that. And I get up to get ready. I go walking out of my bathroom, literally step out of my bathroom, and my eight-foot by four-foot mirror falls off the wall and crashes to the ground two feet behind me. Don't know why, don't know how. And at first I thought, okay, Satan, what are you trying to tell me? But then when I thought about it, it's like, that was the Lord telling me, you think you're not protected? You think you're not protected? Your children are protected. And in fact, I'm an animal lover. One of my cats was literally sitting on the tub. It missed him by that much. And if he had gotten hurt, that would have just torn me to shreds. Glass everywhere. The kids came to attest to it. They came in and helped me clean it up. But who knows why it fell off the wall. Huge, huge mirror. So the Lord was there, literally a step behind me. It crashed to the ground. So, so I guess the Lord is protecting me, and we need to come back. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. One of the things I've learned over the, the years of ministry is that things don't just happen. Okay. And I said to Jeff after the service yes, uh, last weekend, last Sunday, I said I was going to say that this morning when I walked in, there was a different atmosphere. And I noticed that atmosphere began a few weeks, and I'm not here every week, but two weeks previously when Jeff spoke about getting back 
to the path instead of going all over the place to try and please everybody, but get back to the path that pleases God. And, and so then after the service getting prayer, I felt like I was back to my experience in Florida because for three months being down there, I felt freedom like I hadn't felt before. And that, that same feeling came back again last Sunday afternoon as the prayer. And one, one of the, I'm listening to an Aussie at the moment, been listening to him for four months. That's all I'd listen to, his messages. And he's talking in a different environment. He's talking about having a spiritual father. And, you know, in, in reality, our pastors and leaders are a, a spiritual father to us. But then they, what do they have? And so uh, this brother, his name's John too, talked about his uh, spiritual father who had a spiritual father. And he's, that, that man's spiritual father died. And then he said, but he's, he's, you know, he's well mature in age, in years. Does he need a spiritual father? <clears throat> and so um, this friend John, his wife, had a vision in which she saw a glass that was full. And the interpretation of that was that if he, this man whose spiritual father died, if he had a spiritual father, even though his glass was full without it, it would not overflow. And, and that, in, in relation to what we experienced last Sunday, is that even if we come with our glasses full, there was an overflow, and it's the overflow that affects our sphere of influence. And we need to always be on the overflow. Preach. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Who else? Lindsay? I'll piggyback on the overflow thing um, because that's what God's been, as he's been unraveling what he did in me last Sunday, he's been talking a lot about the overflow um, and that we're not just supposed to hold on to it or bury the talent. Um, so last Sunday, I didn't have anything dramatic happen and I think God really wants me and many to know that you don't have to fall down or shake or it can be um, really amazing things that happen even if you don't feel something physically. So for me, I just sort of, I did feel physically a little bit like warm liquid was just pouring through me when Jeff laid hands on me, but that's about all I felt and uh, I didn't feel any strong emotional release or anything. But the, the next day and the days following, I felt... Um, like I could wake up in the morning easily, and I have really struggle with waking up in the morning. I, I don't know why. Um, it's just very hard. I don't feel good, and um, I felt like for the first time, um, other than some random occasions, I could say happily, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it, because it's not easy to say that when you don't feel good in the mornings. So I felt good in the mornings, and I felt this just momentum and this surge of energy in my business. I could just get things done, make decisions, and 
things were happening so fast when for so long I feel I have felt blocked or indecisive or a little afraid, so I felt momentum. So I felt all these things unravel. And so I was feeling this this overflow and then the Lord brought me, uh, spoke to me through a sermon I was watching about how important it is for us to minister back to God like Samuel did in First Samuel 2 or 1 or something like that, that we can actually minister back to God and how important that is. And so I, I pressed in and was really doing that this week and I really felt it impressed on me that we're not just supposed to say, oh, that was so nice for me, thanks, and then just go back for more, and it's, it shouldn't just be about us, you know, what does the Holy Spirit want us to do, so so he, um, so I was doing that this week, and really pressing in, and and I found that as I was pressing in and ministering back to God, he poured back out again, and was healing some deep things in me, so it just, like, it just cycles, so anyway, so that's, that's what happened, nothing well, yeah, there was some physical healing there, but uh, just to just to say that it, you don't have to have a dramatic incident there, just to have faith that he's moving and to watch for where he's moving. Thank you. That's very wise words too. It doesn't. It's not about what you feel or experience. It's what God's doing, right? And it's not always necessarily going to be obvious, right? You may figure it out later. Anyone else? You know, I, too, uh, experienced Sunday. Donna and Sally and Shelley and Jeff, <clears throat> it really moved me. Uh, you know, I just was kind of shocked at what you were revealing from the conference. But, you know, what I want to say is that I left here Sunday full of hope. And I had an incident Sunday night with my heart. And... First thing I knew, I was going for a stress test and a cardiac cath. And, you know, I was laying down in front um, in the hallway for get ready to go in for the cath. And, you know, there were nurses around me and a couple doctors, and I just laid back in the bed real comfortable. And I heard God say to me, I got this. I got this. And, you know, I... Uh, I just, all of a sudden, I let all worry go, uh, and a, a peacefulness and a warmness came over me, and I knew. And, you know, the doctors were expecting to find a lot when they did the cardiac cath because my stress test was so abnormal. So, you know, and even they said to me afterward, they said, Mr. Dorman, your heart is as clean as a whistle. You know, you're, it's clean. And, you know, and I recognized, I knew God's hand was, he had this. So it was a good day. <laughs> I'd say so. Amen. Anybody else? Now, I managed to spring, sprain my knee by taking on too much golf a couple weeks ago when I should not have. 
But live and learn. It's my first sprain in two weeks, four weeks. Hopefully it'll be better. So I left my cane in the, in the car. But I almost carried one in here. Probably should have. But no, last Sunday, Jeff, I, I um, really felt like God came back to me and said, you know, Harvey, you need to redouble your efforts with your, your stepson and your, your stepson's wife and your two lovely grandchildren who live next door to you. I haven't been successful getting them to come to church yet. I try to show up here every Sunday. I don't make it every Sunday, but Joe and Teresa um, have been joys to our lives so much, and they've been married now for quite a while, and they lived together for seven years before they got married. And about four or five months ago, Joe was out driving when he shouldn't have been and had a horrible car accident. And by the luck of God, the love of God, I should say, the Rappahannock electrical people were out at 1230 at night running a mission, electrical mission. They were behind them. They saw the crash. They called the ambulance. They were EMTs, so they administered to him because he was in terrible shape, halfway hanging out the, the, the uh, passenger side window. Uh, blessing that he wasn't wearing a seatbelt because the engine ended up in the driver's seat. One of those rare instances, I always say, wear your seatbelts. Don't misunderstand me here. But he's, God's given me, I believe, uh, a, a second wind on trying to encourage them and their children to, to try Harmony Vineyard or try any church that they would like to get closer to God with. So I'm, thanks to last Sunday, I'm trying to do some things to help them out, hoping, hoping that I'll at least get the grandchildren in here before the end of the year. Thank you, Jeff. Who here thinks Harvey's going to walk a little bit better after we pray for him today? Yeah, I'm not thinking two to four weeks. I'm thinking maybe 10 to 15 minutes. So anyone else like to comment, share? Rosie? All right. <laughs> um, as an intercessor, I have an assignment from God, and I usually have to do a lot of warfare. And I had come to a, a standstill. I couldn't break through. But um, the Lord was already, I'm one of those that shakes easily. I can get in the spirit easily and cry easily and respond to the Holy Spirit real quick. Um, but I couldn't break through, and then Pastor um, Jeff came and prayed for me, and, and he said, God touched her. I mean, something broke loose. It, it, I mean, it opened a whole realm in the spirit for me. And then I kept going like this with my fingers, and then it was just going like this. Just, and I was rubbing it, and I said, what is this? What is this? I said, it's not oil, it's not honey, it's not butter. It's, I'm trying to figure out what this was, you know? So finally I went um, that night, I prayed uh, before I went to sleep. I said, Holy Spirit, uh, would you let me know what was going on with my both hands? Because it was like unusual, you know? He says, I'm releasing millions of dollars into your hands, millions and into billions to release to the body of Christ for the end times, uh, whether you're gonna be here during the tribulation or not. He said, this is for the end times. And he said, a whole nation will be entering into this um, prosperity that uh, President Trump 
speaking about, you know, uh, the economy is going to be great and get greater, but it's for the for for us to get um, as a nation to take the gospel to the world. Thank you. Thank you, Rosie. Anybody else? No? Okay. Well, before we, before we end this, I will, John just pointed a verse out to me that may make somebody change their mind. This is Matthew 10:32. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. Would anyone else like to share? Christy? <laughs> Well, I have been going through months and months and months of real struggle. I've been dealing with a lot of depression, a lot of trauma, a lot of stuff in my background, in my childhood that I've never been able to get rid of. So when Chip did his message the other, the other week, I just felt like God was saying, you know, just go for it, you know, because I was, I was determined. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do it. If you all know me, you don't, you know, I don't like being in front of people, and I don't like being the center of attention. So I said, just let me creep out the back door like I always do. So I said, okay, fine. You know, what he impressed on me was, you know, what do you got to lose? You're pretty far down right now, so you can only go up. So I said, okay, fine, so I'll go up there. And as soon as Chip started praying for me, I don't even know what he was praying. I wasn't hearing any of it, but I really got messy. And I don't like doing that. So that was the first Sunday, and I went home and I felt strangely lighter, like I'd been holding a lot of stuff in. So then last Sunday, I <laughs> same thing happened. I thought, okay, well, what do I have to lose? I can only gain. And so I came up, and Donna started praying for me, and I have no idea what she was praying. Again, I didn't hear any of it. But I started shaking like a leaf, and I kept trying to stop myself. And the more I tried to stop it, the worse it got. And so I know, because I'm not a, I hate, it's like drama, no. So I know that was God. But, um, and then when that was over with, I still felt like I wasn't done. You know, you kind of got this, okay, we're done, let's go back to the seat. I didn't feel like I was done yet, so I, I just kept standing here. And then Jeff came over and started praying for me, and it got messy again. So I don't know what God is doing, but only he knows the deep healing that I need. And it feels much better not to keep hiding it. But, you know, my advice to you is don't be stubborn like me. I have years of stubbornness of trying to take things myself and try to do things myself. And, you know, take it from me, it doesn't work. You put yourself in a really bad place. So, good. Yes. Good.
Anyone else? Rich. See how convicting the gospel can be? Yeah, I, I, can, uh, I can relate to some of the stubbornness um, that, uh, that we all tend to have sometimes. And uh, uh, last Sunday, I kind of, you know, when he, when uh, Chip made the The calling for the Holy Spirit, and uh, it was a it was an immense uh, feeling. You know, it was like a hey, uh, and I was being drawn to the front by this magnetic feeling that I need to go. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I. I don't know exactly uh, what happened, but I, I know that the Holy Spirit's real. You know, he's not a fairy tale. And uh, so I was, uh, I was standing right there, and and you know, I, I just felt the movement of the Holy Spirit in me. That's uh, it was full. You know, it was emphatic that he was, you know, he was. Uh, he was right there with me, and you know, it was a. I could. Uh, I didn't know. I couldn't. I can't describe what was going on with me. I know that I've had some. Uh, I've had some back issues, and. Uh, uh, but I could hear. The healings going on. I could hear people. I could hear people laughing. I could hear people crying. And. This is what happens to me when I get up here. I get, uh, I get a little nervous and shaky. And, but uh, uh, aside from that, I, uh, I just, I just told myself to close my eyes and just let the spirit fill me. And, uh, and as he was doing that, uh, uh, Jeff touched me and was. Uh, Touch my forehead, and um, and I and I I fell backwards. Fortunately, I was sitting, you know, I was standing in front of a seat, which was good. And uh, uh, and I just felt immersed in the Holy Spirit. You know, I just felt uh, I felt like uh, I think everybody everybody should be up here. <laughs> But uh, I felt it was a it was a uh, life altering moment, you know. And I, uh, uh, I just feel like everybody that knows the Lord should should be up here, take a step of faith, and. and uh, 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 I felt like uh, the rest of the day, as far as my back was concerned, um, I, I didn't feel any pain the whole day, uh, uh, that day. And uh, I feel like, uh, 
don't know, it was just an amazing uh, act of grace and, and mercy that God has on us. And I felt like it was a, as I left the church that day, I just felt like it was a, it was, it was better to be, be here than not. You know, to be here to, you know, no one knows what to expect, and I, I think that's what our church is about. I think it's just a, it's a, it's a, you know, it may not be a full house, but there are, you know, the faithful are here, and uh, we're, you know, uh, we're here for him to act in our lives and uh, be faithful. And just, uh, anyways, uh, I think that's. Thank you, Rich. Anyone else? Well, I don't think I'm supposed to preach this morning. I think we're supposed to pray for healing. Uh, got that sense when Chip was uh, in worship, he certainly seems to have that. Sorry. Why? <laughs> God's talking to you, we wanna hear. Um, so here's what I wanna do. Who in here right now believes that they have um, the faith to pray for healing for someone? All right, you all come up front. Hmm? Oh, okay. Yeah, you can play. All right. Now. If you need healing, um, raise your hand. So we have one, two, three. All right. Harvey needs, so what I want is, if you feel like you're supposed to pray with Harvey, would you go over to him? Don't make him um, get up until you're ready to test to see how his knee is. We have the pot calling the kettle black over here. Um, <laughs> sorry, sometimes I can't help myself. Um, so for the rest of you, I want you to just go ask God who that remains standing up here uh, that you feel like you should go to to have them pray for your healing. All right. So uh, that's kind of how we're going to close. So we're just going to go for this. Uh, we think, we believe that healing is in the house. And so if you have a need for it, then uh, you just go to that person. I'm going to bless us. Uh, we will um, we'll just kind of close like this. You can stick around as long as God's touching you and you want to stay. Or you're free to go if that's, uh, um, if that's what God's telling you to do. 
So want, want to make sure, somebody, make sure you pray for Mary. Don't make her get up either unless she wants to. All right, so Father God, I just give you thanks for, uh, for what you have done specifically, Father, for all of the wonderful testimonies that were shared here today. Father, we just give you praise. Oh my gosh, Lord. Uh, to see the work that you are doing in this small little house of yours. Uh, we just ask for more, Lord. We know there is more, and so we just ask that there would be more of that to come. And so right now, Father, as there is prayer for healing going on, Father, I just pray that the anointing for healing would fall right here in this place on each and every person who is, uh, is praying for someone else, that your healing anointing would be thick in this place. I ask you to bless each and every person that is here today. We just give you praise, Lord, for the work that you're doing in their lives and in the life of this church. And so, Father God, we just ask that you would continue to bless all of us and to give us the boldness to go out and to be your witnesses in the world to all of those who need to hear about you. So uh, we give you praise and honor and glory. We ask that you give each and every person here a wonderful uh, experience in the week that is before them. Just bless them, Father. We lift this all up to you and ask it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.